Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ez Hashem, Shalom Bayesh, year number 422, and also BPJ number 66, that's Bayes Panimi Joint Share 66 in the Bayes Panimi Groups. Uh, this is the first time where this year I felt needed to be given both in the main group and in the Bayes Panimi Group because it's a very fundamental and crucial share. Um, of concepts that everyone really needs to know as a couple, ideally both of them listening and understanding what this is about and how it could help people in tremendous ways. Um, sometimes the Basil Sisharm says that there's, there are obvious things that, because we're so used to them, we take it for granted, but in, often they are indeed real chedushim. This is one of those things where it makes sense, but people aren't aware of it, and even if they're aware of it, they don't really grasp the significance of it. And when they do, they realize it's a major eye-opener in understanding. Now, we're going to talk basically about the idea of how and why physical intimacy causes tension in the marriage when there's differences in there. It is a big issue in marriages. We cannot deny that. And that is why physical intimacy is crucial to understand how desires work, because it is one of the biggest issues in marriage. Money is a big issue as well. This is a big issue. Some are embarrassed about the fact that it is an issue. Uh, They don't want to deal with this. Uh, It's too personal. It seems too demeaning or superficial in people's minds. But indeed, it is a big issue in marriage, and understanding these aspects of why there sometimes is these differences, and you learn about that, it could save people so much agmas nefesh, and it could, um, by not understanding it, it could cause a lot of heartaches. And it doesn't have to be that way. It does not have to be that way. The simple things of understanding certain simple basic concepts can make this aspect of marriage and their their married life together so much more pleasant and here it here's what it is in our society everything is sexualized and therefore it's not discussed in a healthy way many people are suffering as a result and to release and to relieve that suffering is not to ignore and bury this subject but to address it properly, to address it honestly in a healthy way. Now, in back of our minds, especially those of us that were exposed to movies and Hollywood culture, but even those who weren't, it sort of seeped into our culture that even in circles where they try to block it out, it's still there. They have in the back of their mind that Hollywood image of idea of what sex is. The things people saw on screen where a a man and a woman both spontaneously feel a surge of desire and they they right away get at it and then then pretty much right after that the clothes are off and they're already in bed. And this is called spontaneous desire where they both get aroused at the same time and when a person has that vision of what physical intimacy should be, 
and they see in real life that's not the case, they feel broken. I'm broken, or my spouse is broken, our marriage is broken, and and there's something wrong here. Uh, with the right person, things would go much uh, smoother. All of this stuff, which is fake, which is a fantasy. Because what you're seeing on the screen, if people saw that, it's one aspect that sometimes is there, but is not so common. Most of the time, couples experience something called receptive desire, and it rever- works in the act- absolutely, actually reverse order of spontaneous desire. And this, they did surveys, are 90% of the couples. 90% of the couples have where one of them or both of them have very little spontaneous sexual desire that at the moment they feel that, that, that they need to connect sexually. But no, but instead they feel a desire towards their spouse, but not right away. They don't feel it yet. And right now they choose to engage sexually, not feeling the desire at the moment, but interacting with one spouse that way. And then they start to feel aroused. And when this is done in a positive way, it will create a sexual arousal that your spouse may have felt from the beginning and you're feeling now. And this understanding of how reactive sexual desire works can resolve a lot of the conflicts that couples sometimes have with the high libido and, and low libido. And you, you do not have to have a sexual desire to engage. The reverse often happens, where you feel the desire later after engaging and getting involved. And... That is so, so important. And when this concept is, was discussed to people who didn't hear it before, married couples, a light bulb came in their heads. This makes a lot of step, a, a sense. And they stop feeling broken. And they stop feeling that their spouse is broken. They stop feeling that their marriage is broken. And because feeling broken about these things robs you of the wonderful physical and spiritual intimacy that an emotional intimacy that you have and that you both can experience and you both can and will enjoy if you relieve from yourselves the unrealistic expectations and the unrealistic notions and the idea is that this concept of understanding reactive desire and the unrealistic idea that so many people have in their head that they're supposed to right away get on fire, you know, desire-wise, and be together without any problems, without any, you know, just should come naturally, is not the norm. It's the opposite of the norm. 90% or so, that is not the norm. And there's another healthy norm. Reframe it in your mind and recognize that this is a legitimate way People respond to sexual desire. Hashem created this makeup. It's not your wife's fault. It's not your husband's fault. And it's not that your spouse wants, uh, uh, doesn't want you or your spouse is rejecting you. No, it's simply that your spouse feels that drive in the reverse order where there needs to be an engagement of some sort first and then to feel it.
We all want to feel that we are desired by our own husbands and wives. It's a healthy need that is within us and it happens sometimes. And the problem is that, yeah, sometimes it could be spontaneous. But to think that it will always be that way is damaging. And that is such an important thing to to, uh, understand. Because a husband, let's say, has that spontaneous desire. And what happens is, is like this. Most women have the receptive desire, meaning that they don't feel it spontaneously. They need to engage in order to feel it. Men, generally speaking, are more spontaneous. They have that impulse right away to feel it, and they feel it at the outset. But the truth is, is many men, when they turn 50 and 55, then it cools down somewhat, and they don't feel that spontaneous desire anymore most of the time, and now it's also reactive. It's also reactive, where they need to engage with their wives before feeling something sexually. And they go, they go over a lot, of times, a lot of times to counselors, because it bothers them. Is it still okay? Is it okay? Is, am I okay? Is the marriage okay? I used to automatically feel such a desire for my wife, and now I don't naturally. I'm a little scared. What happened to me? Is it normal? The answer is it's 100% perfectly normal. It's a normal, healthy, biological thing. And sexual life can be uh, very vibrant and healthy even after 50, even after 55, even after 60 plus. But the aside basically is that when one realizes, and people took a survey of this, by the way, that that how that 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 most couples do not have that both of them have an, an, an initial desire, which means like this: everyone thinks that that's the ideal. So how many couples they did a survey? And they rec- realized that overall, only 10% of couples had it where both of them have that spontaneous desire, where they feel the sexual desire right away before engaging. 90% of the couples did not match with this reality. They did not me- reach with this reality. 90% of them are not the freaks. 90% of them are the normal ones where it's healthy and it's normal where either one of them or both of them have reactive desires. In order for them to feel sexually aroused, they first need to engage with their husbands, with their wives, and then they start to feel it. And that's why scheduling physical intimacy is so important. And couples are often not as far as they think they are pertaining to this concept. But the idea being is the one who has this receptive desire needs to tell themselves, yes, it's true, I'm really not in the greatest mood of having physical relations. I don't have an interest right now. But my brain tells me to focus on it because I love my wife and this is the right thing to do and I want to express that love. Then when you start engaging, sometimes five minutes, sometimes ten minutes, then the body starts responding and you're aware of it and that's when that receptive desire actually kicks in. And if both husband and wife understand this dynamic, it removes so much heartache. It changes everything. Because then people will realize you have, let's say, a couple where both of them have receptive 
receptive desire, then what happens is, is each one is waiting for the other one to initiate or to get going because none of them really feels it. Because the truth is, is they need to both engage in it and be have that foreplay first in order to feel it. And they end up saying, you know, like, you know, what's wrong with us? I'm, you know, I'm, are you okay? Am I okay? The answer is, is for, pe- for people who know that that's in their nature sexually and they know that's part of who they are and in their makeup, now they know they need to be intentional. They know physical intimacy is important. They know once they engage in it, they do feel that desire, and they do connect, and they feel wonderful, but they don't feel it initially. And if both of them know this, then they would make an effort to schedule it, to start being sexual with one another until that desire kicks in, and then they truly enjoy it and have a wonderful experience together. And if one of them is and one of them isn't, also it's very important. So people are going to ask, and that's why you know we talk about scheduling the physical intimacy, because if you schedule it, that's when um, it will be a relief, because it takes away the pressure. We're going to schedule it, and that way we'll get into it. We're reactive desire. We're not going to feel it right away, and then we'll feel it. But then where's the spontaneity? spontaneity? Where's the excitement? The answer is, within that schedule, you can be spontaneous and playful. Once you're both engaged in it, and both, both then you, the desire comes in and the reactive desire kicks in, then you could be spontaneous and playful, and so on and so forth. So this yesoid is so, so important because many think that there's something wrong with them, there's something wrong with their spouse, their spouse is cold, they don't have warmth. In reality, it has nothing to do with that. They are warm. They are even very sexually warm. And they enjoy the physical relationship very, very much. But they it's hard for them to get into that matziv in order to start feeling it, because they need to do something. They need to engage sexually before feeling it. And sometimes they don't feel like doing that, because right now they don't feel that desire. And But if they're intentional and they talk with each other, they work it through, then it creates a beautiful bond where their desires can align with one another and they can have a consistent, healthy, physical, intimate life. Studies have shown also, overall, that the more children you have, people would think the more children you have, the less physical intimacy there is. In reality, there is more. Now, it is true on a snippet in time where a couple was newlyweds and they were always active sexually and then they have a child and after that it slows down so they have less. That is true. And the burdens of little kids, that is true. But overall, in the trajectory of an entire marriage, families that have three or more kids tend to, that they're cu- the couple is more sexually active, they're phys- more physically intimate with one another, lower percentage of having what they call a sexless marriage, while, while, while um, couples that had no kids or less kids, there was less sexual intimacy between them. And that is the opposite of what you would normally think, but it seems to be that that's the way it is and that people connect that way. So the idea being is that couples need to work with each other to talk to each other, to understand how they react sexually, to understand that often, um, you know, one of them will have that surge and urge to to engage, the other one won't, not because they don't love their husband or wife, not because they want to reject them. It's not a form of rejection. It's just the way their bodies work. They need to engage a little bit first 
in order to be aroused. That's part of the nature, that's part of what Hashem put into them. So therefore, they're knowing this, and knowing that's their nature, their spouse won't get upset at them because they sense it's not a rejection. They love me, it's just that they have a reactive system. And at the same time, the one that has the reactive system will say, I'm not feeling it now, but I know I will enjoy it, and I know I want to connect with my husband or my wife, and I'm going to make the effort to do so. Once I start, I'm going to feel good about it. And like this woman told Michelle Wiener-Davis, that I wasn't in the mood, but once I got into it, it was beautiful. Bracha